0: Bro marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get-rich-quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. If you caught last week's episode, then you know that I am doing a summer rewind series here on the Sell It Sister podcast. And what that means is that this episode the previous one, and next week's are all rebroadcasts of older episodes that had come out closer to when the podcast uh, first began over a year ago. And I just figured that summer is a great time to bring new listeners up to speed on some of my, I don't know, best and most beloved and, uh, highest value episodes. Honestly, it was really, really, really hard to select just three. I know I'm biased. I know it's my podcast, but I think that they're all super valuable and you can learn a ton from all of them. However, I figured, you know what, for newer listeners who maybe haven't gone back and binged a bunch of episodes, there could be some really good stuff that you missed. And so I figured it was a great time to just put it back in the feed so that people could uh, hear it for the first time or even re-listen to it. So this episode is all about getting visible. And this is one thing that I love to talk about. Um, I have a more recent episode called, uh, it talks about marketing misconceptions and really One of the biggest things I see entrepreneurs not doing is being visible enough. Now, being visible doesn't mean you have to be all the places. In fact, I'm going to advise against being all the places all the time. You will burn out. You will hate it. Uh, However, we often think that, like, I could just, you know, write blog posts or do these other, uh, content creation things and that that'll be it. And then like people will just stumble across me and that is, is not really how it works, right? We have to get ourselves in front of other people who don't yet know about us. And then we have to let them know what we're all about so they can decide if they want to engage with us, if they want to enjoy our content, if they want to learn more about our offers and all of that good stuff so as you are thinking about what you can do this summer to grow your business or even if you are taking things a little bit slower but want to ramp ramp it back up in the fall then this will be great for you if you have any questions about any of this uh, i'm always hanging out on instagram at erica tebbins consulting find me come by say hi tag me in your stories let me know you're listening Uh, shoot me a message, ask me a question, whatever it is, I am more than happy to help. And be sure to tell your other entrepreneur friends about this podcast as well. All right, on to the episode. If you find that in your business, you are really struggling to get enough people to notice that you even exist, to know how you can even help them, before you even begin to think about having those sales conversations with them, then this is the episode for you. Because I'm going to be sharing with you eight pretty simple ways that you can get noticed. And if you've been following me for a bit, you know that I love to talk about a sales funnel in the realm of no like, and trust. So at the very top is No, so getting people to know that you exist because people can't buy what they don't know exists, right? So that is the visibility piece, and you should really, you should always kind of keep in the back of your mind uh, ideas and an action plan for ways to get visible. So this is something that I coach my clients on. We actually make a visibility plan for them if visibility is something that they struggle with if they. Uh, really are needing to get in front of more people, I help them with that. And you're going to learn a few ways here today as well. I will say that once you start using these, you're going to have the opportunity to have more sales conversations. So if sales conversations are something that kind of uh, wig you out and feel a little bit icky, or you're just not sure how to do them effectively... I have a free tool just for you. So that is my no sleaze sales method. I love this, it's what I use, it's what I teach. I have been selling like this for eons and it really works. You'll feel good about it, the other person you're talking to will feel good about it and I'm giving it to you for free. So before I dive in to the uh, all the good content in today's episode, I just wanna let you know that you can get that over at bit.ly forward slash no sleaze selling. So um, either, you know, pause right now and go there or make sure you head on over there right when the episode is over. But again, it's bit bit.ly forward slash no sleaze selling. All one word. It's going to come right to your inbox and you can read over it in about 10 minutes and then you will be able to sell like a rock star in no time, I guarantee. Uh, And, you know, of course, if you ever need any help or guidance or whatever, always just, you know, just reach out. I'm here. I'm here for you, girl. Uh, So let's let's dive in. So eight ways to get noticed. First up, attend networking events near you. So research networking events in your area. Depending on where you live, there might be a ton to choose from. There might be fewer. I don't live in a huge metropolitan area, but even still we have a few. We have some actual networking events put on by different organizations. We have some more informal uh, meetups, but we do have several and I will say they do all meet at different times. So some are during the day, some are in the evening, some are early morning. So wherever you are, look into any local networking events And then you're gonna wanna see if they are the right fit for you. Now, it's not to say that you can't go out and actually attend some and then see how you like them and then decide from there. But there is a little bit of work you can do at the outset. So for instance, we have one near me that I really love. Uh, It caters just to women. It happens once a month in the evening. So for me, it's my target demographic is there. Uh, I love the fact that it's not super early in the morning like a lot of the uh, chamber events end up being um, or some of the like BNIs and stuff like that. I feel like they all tend to be really early and I'm not a morning person. So uh, I love that it's at night. I love that it's once a month. So it's low. It's a lower commitment and it's just a really fun laid back event. So a lot of times people bristle at the thought of networking events, because they can be terrible, they can be really uh, awful and, and not fun. But I have been able, you know, through some trial and error and some research to find a few networking events in my area that I love. So that's a great way, just to get in front of, you know, even local people and make connections. And I've actually made a lot of friends through those events. I've gotten referrals, I've gotten clients, it's fantastic. Then you can also look for local organizations that might fit the bill for what you do as well. So this might be if you have an organization near you that really focuses on the niche that you're in. So maybe it's something that is just for creatives or uh, just for photographers or, you know, like I, it could be a lot of different things. And again, those more niche ones might be in uh, much more heavily populated cities. But I, and, you know, and those are just good ways to, um, I would say to kind of, if it's a niche one, you're not necessarily going to get direct business from the other people in it. So like, let's say if it was photographers, um, I mean, you you might, but it can also just be a good way to find out about other Um, good info, good training. You can kind of talk shop with people and stuff like that. But another good way is there are a lot more formal organizations in areas like Chamber of Commerce and uh, different business associations that you can join. Usually the fee for the year is not too, too much, at least not in my area. But those are really great ways to Again, just like networking events, get in front of more people. Now, if you look into it, like a lot of times you can go, you can go as a guest and you can kind of feel it out first if it's going to work for you or not before you invest the money in the annual fee. So look into a few, try them out, and then see if they're going to be the right fit for you. All right, next up, find places where you can speak on what you do, where you can actually educate people, and then lead them to what you do. So these could be things like uh, libraries. A lot of times libraries need free uh, content that they can put out, free events and um, and speaker series and things like that. So check out your local libraries. Um, look into different events that are also uh, focused on the people who you serve as well. Think about if there are groups in your area that also serve your ideal client and other things like that. So maybe what you do is cater to um, moms of young kids. So again, I'll just use the photographer example. I have a really good friend who teaches moms how to use either their smartphones or DSLR cameras on how to take better pictures of their kids just in the day to day. And so she teaches a course and all she has all of these great resources. So if she went around to, let's say, local like mops groups, so like moms of preschoolers um, or just different groups that cater to uh, moms of children. So those are the people that she wants to target. She could do a free or low cost workshop for them where she actually, gives them a few tips and a few pointers on how to do this. And then she can funnel them to a larger program that she has. So if they want to do more of a deep dive, uh, they can can do that. But she's got to get in front of them first. There could be different events. So maybe there is, you know, maybe you do yoga. You're a yoga instructor. Maybe there's an event near you that caters to uh, people in the wellness industry. So one of my clients actually puts on this, these huge um, health and wellness expos. So maybe you can ask, you know, get connected with the organizer and see about doing a class or doing a talk or something like that. Again, it just gets you in front of people. And then of course, libraries, another client of mine, she is an expert uh, Disney travel planner for families. And so she does lots and lots of talks at all the libraries in our areas because libraries, cater to families and that is who her ideal client is as well and she has a talk that she gives where she gives them an overview of how they can plan their trip to Disney and then at the end she lets them know the ways that if they need further help that they can work with her. I have done, um, I've actually spoken at uh, the same networking event that I was mentioning earlier so there's actually three of them in our region, and I have been able to speak at all three. and it was great. And I did I did the same talk because again, they're different locations, so they have different people uh, attending them. And it was fantastic because it got me in front of a lot of different people that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. And it also, I was able to give them value, just like I'm giving you uh, some free value on this podcast. And it gave them a taste of what it would be like to work with me. So if you're speaking to somebody, they can kind of clearly uh, figure out right away if you are going to be a good fit for them or not. We just kind of can easily pick up on the vibes of other people, and we can figure out if we like their approach and we like what they're saying, and and all of that stuff. And so it's a really, really easy way for people to warm up to you, or conversely, um, decide that they are not you are not the person for them uh, in a really simple, short amount of time. You can also be a guest on podcasts, so. I could probably do a whole separate episode on uh, pitching to podcasts, but the in a nutshell version is look at podcasts that match the level kind of of where you are at. So if there is a, you know, if there's somebody who has hundreds of thousands or millions of downloads every single month and you are getting started or newer in your business, it might not be a right fit. Now, it's not to say that you can't pitch to them, but just, you know, be mi- be mindful of that a little bit, that uh, they might not be, they might not have as much incentive to have you on, because at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're hoping that you, uh, you know, you would each kind of cross-promote each other, and if you have a really small audience and they have a really... Huge audience, then it it kind of just doesn't it doesn't fully match up, if that makes sense. So, I would say that look for podcasts that are a little bit more um, reaching out to people who are your ideal clients, and are at kind of a matched level for where you are, and then look on their website see if they have an actual podcast submission page. Um, Look over, you know, if they do, then obviously be mindful of whatever it says on there. If they say, you know, we're not accepting any more pitches this year or whatever, obviously be cognizant of that. But then also reach out. And my suggestion is, is let them know a little bit about you. Let them know who you serve, how you help them, um, how you can help their audience, what value you're going to bring to their audience. And then also put in A few things that you are qualified to talk about and then let them know, you know, you look forward to hearing from them. If it's the kind of thing where you are just spamming a bunch of podcasts with the same same email, it's just as bad as like a regular sleazy selling tactic. So you want to make it personalized. You want to make sure that you're actually aware of the podcast because I was pitched recently and the person that wanted to speak it was so far off base of what I talk about who listens to the podcast everything like it was just um it it made zero sense that I would have this person on and so keep that in mind too right you want to make it something that is valuable for their people and maybe something they've never touched on so if you look back through their episodes and the same thing that you want to talk about has already been covered, you don't want to pitch for that that thing. But be a guest on podcasts. That's a really great way to get out in front of a lot of people. Um, you can be a guest in different Facebook groups as well. So this is going to follow kind of the same format as with the podcast. But a lot of times different Facebook groups will allow in guest experts so that they can provide additional valuable content to their members as well. I have also, um, spoken on in several Facebook groups and I, or even on um, Facebook pages, like if you go live on a page. So again, you know, kind of match. And when I say match like audience to audience, I don't mean identically because sometimes it makes sense where, uh, you end up being able to be on a podcast that has a larger reach than what you currently get. But I just mean, you know, be, be really, really, really mindful. Like, if the podcast host is bringing on people who are industry leaders, you know, they're making, you know, they're like seven-figure people in that industry, experts, like, all of that. If if they're doing that consistently, and it's only that level of, of person, and you're uh, in your first six months, it's it's not that you can't pitch them. It's just, uh, especially if if what you do is really unique and highly valuable, it's just that you are a little bit more likely to not get approved. If that makes sense. Uh, be helpful in Facebook groups, but don't be spammy. So, if you are in groups where your ideal client also is. Be helpful when people ask for advice. If you know the answer, if you can help, if you can be supportive, uh, be helpful. If you had, let's say, an aha moment of something and you want to share it so that you can be sincerely helpful, go ahead and do that if you're allowed to. But don't be spammy because it is really, really, really obvious and gross when people are just constantly posting in someone else's Facebook group. As a way to get visibility for them, or if they are trying to like poach clients from the group um, for their own business, or just you know constantly like pitching what they have, it's it's just it's not good. So don't do that. But be honestly helpful in in groups like you like you would if it was like you know an in person networking event or something. Uh, ask for connections. Ask for. Referrals. Reach out and use the connections with people that you already have to see if you can make uh, future connections with people. So let's say, again, you are a, we'll go back to photographer. Let's say you are a wedding photographer. If you finish, you know, for every wedding that you finish, a lot of times people getting married are of, of an age where they also have, Uh, friends and other people in their lives who are planning weddings. So see if they have any referrals for you. Maybe people who just got engaged or are in the early stages of booking out things and they don't have a photographer yet. See if they are comfortable with, you know, if they had a good time using you with making a connection to other people. I have been able to Uh, get a lot of really great connections in my own business simply from, um, again, things like Facebook groups, like I already mentioned, um, utilizing other entrepreneurs that I'm friends with to connect me with different people and even different like service providers that I've used myself, all of that. So definitely don't forget about your connections and then be consistent and engaging on social media. So a really great way for people to kind of get to know you and get to know your vibe and what you're all about and how you can help them is by obviously having a social media presence, but being consistent. And being consistent doesn't mean you have to live on social media, but it means that you can't just do one post here and then wait three weeks and then do another post and then wait two weeks and then do another post. And it doesn't mean you can do what's called post and ghost, which is like you just schedule all your content and then you never actually hang out on there by being engaging by uh engaging on other people's accounts by commenting by uh like sending DMs by replying to stories things like that you are engaging when i say sending DMs i don't mean again gross spammy <laughs> DMs i just mean like actually engaging with people again like you would at an in person networking event because i cannot tell you the amount of connections that I have made uh, simply by being a an outgoing, authentic, real human on social media as opposed to just um, again being too strategic and then uh, getting everything scheduled and letting it po- like post on its own and then never showing up on there. So those are my eight basic tips. Now I will say if you have, any physical products or like maker fairs or expos or anything like that near you, definitely look into them. Now, some are going to be better than others. Some are more worth your time or your entrance fee if there is one than others. But that is also a really, really great way to get out into the community. Another thing I actually just was talking to a woman I know about this. So she is a maker. She has an Etsy shop. She um, does a few maker fairs uh, each year. And she also lives in an area where they have this really cool business that it teaches classes to people. So there's like uh, hand lettering, pierogi making. Those those are both taught um, by my friend and former client, uh, Anna, who's at Owl Post Lettering on Instagram. So she's taught like hand lettering and pierogi making. And then other people teach um, like modern macrame or just, you know, like all sorts of stuff, Uh, woodblock cutting and printing and really cool things. And so this woman, when I was speaking to her, she actually used to work at this place. And I was like, why don't you go back? Why don't you teach a class there on, you know, so people can kind of make their own version of the things that you make and sell. Because even though she would be teaching them how to make the thing that she also sells, it puts her in front of more people. It gives her visibility. So now those people know that she exists. So in the future, they might not want to buy all the supplies and do all the work of having to make that same thing. But they might commission her to do a custom one. They might buy some that she already has. They would know she exists so uh, they can recommend her shop to their friends. And actually, interestingly, uh, a friend and client of mine, Jillian, she years ago, so she um, makes and sells herbal skincare. And one of her first products was lip balm. And a few years ago, she taught an in-person workshop about how to make your own lip balm. So people got to leave with the lip balm. It was really fun. People loved it. And I was just talking to her recently and she was like, yeah, it's kind of hilarious because those people who came to that event, they still come to me and they'll buy lip balm from me. Because again, they don't want to have to buy all the supplies and everything. Like it was fun to have the experience, but it doesn't mean you're going to actually miss out on future business. So just think about that. Think, of, Look into maker fairs. Again, if you have local, uh, part, partly why I said, you know, if there's local organizations or, or anything that cater to people in your same industry, that is a really great way to kind of get the inside scoop on different events and also if they're worth applying to um, or paying for or not. And same thing, you know, it again, I'm just gonna keep using this photography example. A lot of communities will have these bridal expos. And I've known photographers who go and they they set up everything at these expos. And that is a great way, you know, if, if you are connected with other people locally who are in a similar industry or have connections to that expo, then you can find out, is it really worth it? Is it worth spending a day or two days at this event? Did you actually get any business from it or whatever? Um, but Anytime you're getting in front of people, I know that we have a lot of tech that makes it uh, visibility very easy, but it's also very noisy. So anytime that you can get directly in front of other people, that is a great way for people to know that you exist so then they can interact with you. And to prove what I am saying, I will just wrap this up with this very recent example. So there is a maker space that is near me that is super cool. And I recently gave a presentation there. I did a two-hour workshop. It was very low cost for any of their makers that wanted to come. So I had seven people come. It was fantastic. I loved it to bits. I love teaching. It's one of my most favorite things. And then I had a, I did a webinar. So another another way that you can get visible. I didn't, I didn't mention it because I feel like it kind of deserves a, a, lar- a little bit of a larger conversation around it, but that's doing like online trainings and webinars. Um, that could be a, that'll be a future episode. Cause I feel like that kind of gets into like ads and follow up sequences and stuff like that. But so every now and then I do this free online webinar that leads people into my sell it sister course. So I had taught this woman in person and then I let her know Hey, next week I'm doing this free training that is going to dive a little bit more into what I'm talking about tonight. So, uh, she asked if I could get her signed up for that. So I did. So she watched the training and then she purchased the course. So uh, from my end, I mean, I get to help her now, which makes me really, really excited. Um, but I also made, I also got money from her twice. Like I also made two sales. I made the initial small sale, uh, where that was her first exposure to me, uh, of teaching her for two hours. And then because she liked that, because she knew I existed and liked what I had to say and, and my whole, you know, energy and and all of that, then she wanted to watch my free training, which then leads people into my course. And so as I'm taking her on that customer journey, then she bought the course. So now she gets more of my help for her business, but I also was able to get in front of her and then convert her to a higher um, paying program, which, you know, my, and I don't want this to sound like, oh, great, I just got more money from her, woo. Um, but I mean, that is the reality of it. We are not running charities, we're running businesses. And so this is how, you know, getting that that initial visibility, It. this is how it converts. This is how the process actually works. And I've done... Uh, free trainings and stuff that, you know, for people's groups and everything that then they convert. And now this woman might, you know, she might take the course and that might be awesome. And, and that might be where our relationship stops or maybe at a future date, she'll, you know, we'll work together one-on-one, we'll work together in my group, but this is how you get that forward momentum. So a little bit of visibility on the front end, nurturing them with some really high quality value, building that trust can often, then turn into not just one sales conversion, but multiple sales conversions. And even at uh, incremental price increases as well. So that is how this all shakes out. So I hope this was really helpful. I would love to know if you have already done any of these eight things, or if you now feel inspired to try one of them. So I'm always over on Instagram at Erica Tebbins Consulting. If you're not already following me, be sure you are. And I would love it because I love to make personal connections with the people who listen to this podcast If you can just take a screenshot of this episode or just post something in your stories and tag me and let me know either what you've already tried that you love and you're going to keep doing or something that you now want to try out so that I can see what you're going to do and all the ways that you are going to uh, continue to increase visibility and get more eyeballs on what you do. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, happy selling. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.